The gridlocked stimulus negotiations on Capitol Hill just got a major shakeup, a Joe Biden win. I'm Jeff Colvin of Fortune magazine with the Fortune Business Update. Since July, the White House, Senate Republicans and the Democratic-controlled House of Representatives have failed to reach a deal on a second major stimulus package. Now an incoming Biden administration is already changing the dynamics of stimulus debates. Biden made clear in the campaign that he favors a larger stimulus package like the one put forward by House Democrats. But much hinges on who takes control of the Senate, which won't be known until after a pair of Georgia runoff elections on January 5th. If Democrats emerge with a Senate majority, economist Mark Zandi of Moody's Analytics thinks lawmakers will quickly agree to spend nearly $2 trillion to shore up the economy. If Republicans keep control, expect a stimulus, but a smaller one, especially if the employment... I'm Jeff Colvin. He's Rutherford County's Consumer Warrior. This is the real deal. Mark Howard, weekdays 11 to 1 on WGNS AM FM Online. This is Primetime Sports, WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming worldwide on WGNSSports.com, on our iPhone and Android apps, and all presented by Ideas Tees. Get an in-depth look at what's going on in local sports and a look ahead at the week to come. Let's get it started by joining the Primetime Sports team for the show here on News Radio WGNS. And we welcome you to Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. Again, on another Thursday night for you, John Dinkins, Brian Barrett, Rod Edwards, and back with us uh, this week is uh, Clark Blair, all in the house. And uh, we got by without uh, you being there as commissioner last week. Um, I don't think anything major changed in terms of uh, Brian making any real changes or anything, Clark. I think everything's still status quo. Well, that's good. That's good. I, I do need some uh, tutoring before this week's edition, but I would have much preferred to have been at the show last week. Yeah, we, we may touch on a little of that. Uh, it's been kind of chaotic for your school, and uh, but several other schools as well, right? Well, and of course, we're trying to get Oakland and Riverdale. We're close to get that game on tomorrow night, so hopefully we will. Yeah, we've got our fingers crossed. I mean, every week, and uh, we talked about that last week about coaches, uh, Rod, having to worry about that uh, as you get closer and closer to a championship and having to put all your uh, marbles in on that. You just don't know. No, you don't. And uh, when you see schools closing and you know not enough staff and there's more cases, uh, it makes you worry, is this going to happen to us and you know keep us out of the playoffs? especially when you're already close to the semifinals, one more game and you're there. I think a lot of situations for schools, though, too, Clark, is uh, uh, staff, not necessarily students, but staff being quarantined. It is, it is, and that was the case at our school. We just had so many staff, uh, not necessarily with the virus, but you've got uh, spouses where their spouse has now got my teacher in quarantine or they've been quarantined for another reason. It's it wasn't as much as we had a huge outbreak at the school. It's just when you get quarantined, you can't go to work. You can't go to work. I can't get classes covered. Not, not a good, not a good problem. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough. Uh, I actually had a playoff game affected by COVID uh, in Class Six A. So I guess we'll talk about that here in a few too. Yes, we will. We'll take a time out, and we'll be back here on this Thursday night for Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. Since 1966, Vans Heating and Air has been a symbol of quality for Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Alton and Jason Fan are there to ensure quality to every customer, even showing up on site. Vans Heating and Air is located on Jayhawk Court near the county school board offices. They ask that you stop by or call 615-893-7930. That's 615-893-7930. For friendly, complete service on Amana, Bryant, or American Standard Heating and Air products, fans will do it all. Sell you your choice of products and then install it with their factory-trained, experienced, professional staff. In the unlikely event you need service, Fans will be there with trained technicians. Fans specializes in new homes, custom homes, or existing buildings. Give Fans Heating and Air a call today, 615-893-7930. 615-893-7930. Good luck to all of our schools and student athletes from Fans Heating and Air. 
Hello, this is Coy Young at Las Casas Feed Supply. We'd like to welcome you to our door and hope you find the customer service and expertise that exceeds your expectations. Las Casas Feed Supply caters to all homeowners with a quarter acre to several acres, focusing on premium feeds and dog foods you won't find in box stores. Nutrition is our specialty here at Las Casas Feed. And yes, you can even get milk from the MTSU dairy at Las Casas Feed Supply, the best milk in town. Las Casas Feed on Barlow Lane, just off Highway 96 East in Las Casas. Craig's Tax Service. We perform tax preparation, individual tax returns, corporations, partnerships, and all your payroll bookkeeping needs. Brett Craig with Craig's Tax Service. Craig's Tax Service is located just off Memorial on Heritage Park Drive. You can contact us at 890-2233. It makes sense to get help with your taxes. Call 890-2233 for an appointment. We are proud to support all Rutherford County student-athletes. Craig's Tax Service, 890-2233. For more than a century, the name Balfour has been synonymous with the traditions of truly memorable academic experiences class rings, yearbooks, letter jackets, and more. I'm Josh Houston, and today, Balfour, Tennessee is proud to bring these treasured products to students attending over 120 high schools and hundreds of elementary and middle schools in the Middle Tennessee area. We are proud to raise our family and run our business in Murfreesboro and are proud supporters of our local teams. Come see us at 1829 Memorial Boulevard, Balfour, Tennessee, online at balfourtn.com. This is a paid legal ad. I'm attorney John Day. When an unsafe floor caused injury to one of our clients, the insurance company refused to pay a fair settlement. We took her case to trial, and a jury awarded more than 20 times the pre-trial offer. Her life was changed forever. Now each case is different, and we can't promise this type of result for every case. But we can promise that when you hire the law offices of John Day, we'll work hard to help you. If you've been injured, call me at 615-867-9900. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. Hesitating a little bit. There's a lot of shows going on right now. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm Prentice also uh, got a lot of shows. Basketball, football. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kind of torn. <laughs> And I'm old, so there you go. Uh, but you've got words about Ideas Tees. Most certainly. They are the place here in Rutherford County for school spirit wear, screen printing, embroidery, specialty items. They've got all of that. Uh, if you need, um, you know, logo printed on mugs or, you know, that's the specialty items, pens, they can take care of all of that for you. Plus, you can get all of your officially licensed MTSU Blue Raider merchandise at Raider Tees, hats, polos, uh, winter clothing. Christmas time is coming here, of course. So get over to their showroom at 910 Richley Road off Broad Street between Chewy's and Chili's and see how they can help you promote your favorite team, workplace, or organization online at ideastees.com. They're also the official TSSAA merchandise source. Well, fellas, we went to... Um a basketball game the other night, and we had our plastic shields on. And masks. And masks. We, we did everything possible. Uh, they had a decent crowd there, um, but everybody seemed to be masked and following the rules pretty well. But uh, basketball could be a different issue than, than the football issue was. Um, and, uh, Clark, you've been to one as well. Tell us about uh, uh, at, at Riverdale. Went over to Riverdale, saw them play Fayetteville, the girls, the other night. Uh, Riverdale, you know, final score. They started out a little slow but came out strong. As far as the crowd, it was, you know, honestly, it was kind of sparse, uh, probably based because of the opponent they played. Uh, but everybody was everybody was spread out. You know, I was interested to see how the benches were set up, cheerleaders, coaches. And so I think just like every other school, kind of keep everybody where they can – can play, but I've noticed uh, a lot today on uh, things where schools are looking for games already. That's not a good sign if they're looking for games already because their schedule should be intact at this point. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot of two-rod where a girls' team will play and a boys' team may not play due to quarantining or vice versa. I think you're going to see a lot of that uh, this year too. You probably will. And then another thing, if they do play back-to-back, you'll probably see parents and all leaving after the girls' game. If they're a girls' parent, you won't have people staying around. And the boys will probably wait and come in later. I know uh, 
heard about the volleyball state tournament said once the team finished playing, let's say that, that Siegel was hosting and they were gone. They, they didn't stay around and watch. And then the next group is it's almost two different groups coming in. Yeah. They uh, switched sides. Uh, they switched us at sides at Oakland. I mean, at Siegel, uh, we were on the opposite side than what we'd normally be in. And, and Brian, I think they gave you a reason for that too, didn't they? Well, uh, part of it is, um, you, you know, they have more space on the opposite side to be able to socially distance the bench by putting, you know, one chair up near the sideline and then another chair back. Uh, so the, the person, instead of sitting beside someone, they're kind of behind them. So that lets you uh, socially distance, which, you know, I, I thought was a, a really good idea. So that's why they swap sides. But this year's basketball season, regardless, is going to be very weird. Um, let me pass along a few things that I learned this week. Um, the district tournament and region tournament. You know how we get excited about district tournaments and go to the tournament and, you know, it's at one site. Well, the whole tournament, right on through to the state tournament, is going to be played at the higher seed. Now, the state tournament's still supposed to be at MTSU, but so that means when when seven plays eight in that first round, they're not going to have, you know, seven and eight games for girls and boys at one location. And then the next night, and like the semifinal night, instead of four games, it's going to be at the higher seed. So the most you could have would be two games at one site if your girls and boys team both were a high enough seed to be able to host a game. So, and and that's region tournament as well. We're, we're used to that in the first round of the region, but usually it comes back somewhere. Well, that's not necessarily the case uh, this year at all. So, going to be a very different uh, thing for the tournament. Also, the, the goal is to try to get one game in head-to-head. So, let's take Oakland and Riverdale, for instance. If Oakland and Riverdale girls can't play in their first matchup, they will reschedule that at some point just to get that girls game in. But the second go around, they, they won't reschedule that game. It'll just be a COVID game and they'll move on. That gives, that gives you the head to head component, uh, to be able to break any ties in terms of, of district play. So just a few of the very different things that are going to happen this year in basketball. And I think what it shows you too, is like Larry Creasy, has worked uh, hard to, to, to look at all the situations, and every principal is probably doing this, every situation to make things safer, Clark. They are, definitely. I know Cameron and her administrative team sat down with the coaches. They walked in the gym. They looked everything over. They talked about everything from people just coming in the doors. And that's what you have to do. We talked about this before. you got to look at every procedure from – starting the game when people arrive till people leave, kids and everything, and make sure you've got everything possibly covered. But, Brian, I want to go back to what you said, uh, going back to the two games. So, if I heard you correct, so if game one will be the one that's really for the standings, Mm -hmm. game two – technically doesn't matter. Is that how we're taking it? Well, you know, if – Let's say Oakland and Riverdale couldn't play at all because both of their games got canceled or postponed or something. You you know, there they there would be no way to really figure out the district standings. And so, as long as you get in one head to head, you can get in the other. I, I think what it says is we're going to be lucky to get in one game. But if you had to count on the second game because you didn't play the first game. You could play it, and it would count. They're going to have to play at least one game, or that's the goal, is to play one game against an opponent in both girls and boys. Now, you may have one night when if the girls can't play, the boys will go ahead and play, too, just to go ahead and get that in. And that means the girls can try to make up that game at some other point uh, or or something like that. But, um, yeah, that's – the way it was explained to me is to make sure that they had a head-to-head so they could break any ties that might come up in the standings to seed the tournament. And I think we're going to have to look at, as a radio station or radio broadcasters, we're going to have to look, if they get, they go to one game, for instance, because somebody else is quarantined, we'll have to look for a game uh, a night with two games, and we may be a very quick turnaround too yeah i mean that that would be the goal is to you know to try to find a game that's got girls and boys both playing um it's definitely going to change how we 
do the district tournament because we'll have to pick one game and it, it, it's probably going to be a single game at one site so each game night we'll have to have just one game instead of you know in the semifinals if you've got two that are hosting or let's say Blackman girls and boys are both in the championship game well they only play single games there see and so the consolation game would be at another place so you're going to have a lot of single games in the tournament for broadcast purposes and for the fan point of view Rod you've got a district tournament where if you're playing at the top seed uh, you're not you're going to miss that uh, okay everybody's together and here we are trying to have a big but uh, just part of it that's just one of the pitfalls of COVID right you lose the tournament atmosphere right but we, we'll just be happy to get the games in this year you just appreciate any game that you can get in you know you need to appreciate it because you know it's a blessing for the staff the team the school and uh, so we just you just got to look out uh, see what's going to happen it's a it's a fine line that we're 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 treading right now, Clark. I mean, it is it is a tightrope that we're that we're we're dealing with, and involving so many people, and particularly our county because it's so big. I mean, we have so many students, uh, but uh, you just kind of what try to ride ride that tightrope as close as you can, and and uh, do everything you possibly can to get games to play. Well, that's right because you're dependent on the person next to you doing their part, which is key. And I know a lot of people are frustrated or they think that restrictions or the guidelines or what we're asking the people when they come to the games are, aren't necessarily agreeable to them as an individual, but you've got to look and treat it like I've got to take care of my neighbor and that neighbor needs to take care of the next neighbor. You know, what you talked about though, as far as the standings are concerned and the way the seating's going to be, you know, how much more important is it to be a one seed and try to stay home versus trying to make a run as a four seed through the tournament and you're traveling all the time? Yeah, I got um, I got something else on that that I, I do want to share about the, the seeding. But a, a question just popped up into my mind, too, and, and I wonder in terms of crowds and with COVID, um, is there a scenario and i'm sure maybe that's been talked about clark you may know a little bit more about that than than i do but is there a scenario where there's only you know you only have the teams in there playing is that is that one of the next steps to take if the numbers keep going in this direction to just play them without fans well i think nobody wants that to happen right uh you know we've talked about in football you know how unfortunate it was for some of the national schools to not have games where fans were there and then we talked about how Stewart's Creek and Seagull both opened up their places so people could have senior night which was great but I think you're right Brian I think at some point you know if you're worried about just trying to get games in then how bad would it be you get the season in but they decide for the tournament just to make sure you can play a tournament then we go to no fans and how how tough that would be on our fans and families not to see the tournament yeah that um, what I wanted to mention about the the tournament for District Seven AAA. Uh, if you are number one or number two in Seven AAA, you get a bye to the semifinals, which means you are automatically in the region. Well, they're going to keep that particular rule, but you know what we went through in volleyball with a couple of teams not being able to participate in the volleyball district tournament and their season was suddenly over what that does in seven triple a is let's say number one or number two let's just take for instance number two can't move on because of a covid situation in the tournament into the region well they will be awarded the four seed in the tournament and you'll be playing the entire tournament for spots one two and three so you could theoretically, in that scenario, have a consolation game, which means it's uh, win or go home. Uh, if one and two are both quarantined and can't play, then they will move on with spots three and four to the region, and you'll only play a tournament with one and two up for grabs. So that was one thing to do to award the regular season champion and, and runner-up in seven AAA. So I thought that was an interesting rule as well. Well, Rod, I'll address this question to you in terms of uh, – and Clark has experienced this a little bit. When you talk about COVID, you're talking about outside sources, too, that you can't, no matter what you do in your particular building, it, uh, if, the, if, say, the husband doesn't work in the school system and he comes home and, and you have COVID or you're quarantined as a result of it, that affects, just like it affected Clark last week and how it's affecting 
uh, our basketball teams and even football is still going on. Well, it makes it really tough because you really, like uh, I think it was Clark mentioned that, you know, you need to think about the other people. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but you don't know what kind of jobs that the teacher's spouse has, you know, their situation. And that's, that's what makes this such a fluid situation. You know, you got to appreciate the staff, the teachers, the administrators, especially the coaches. I mean, all the extra work that you have to go through to try to keep everybody protected and to keep, you know, your season going and everybody participating and, and not having any, any uh, really bad breakouts or anything. Uh, but it's, it's hard to, when somebody comes out of the bubble in, you know, you, it can just start and then flare up. Well, we've got Thanksgiving to look forward to as well here, so uh, yeah. that could be uh, really. But they, a they have problem. symptoms and all. They may have to be, they may have to be uh, quarantined, you know, for a while, even though they never had the COVID, and but they have some symptoms. Unless well, they get tested, and they may take a while before you get your test back. We're going to talk more about that when we continue here on Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. Rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air. Whether it's the blazing heat of summer or the bitter cold of winter, let the Rain Pro professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air Conditioning on West College Street keep your home or business comfortable year round. We service all major brands and, in most cases, offer same day service. Call us today at 615 890 1311. Prentice Alsop Heating and Air, your Rain Pro partner, heating and cooling contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. It's true, many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than preparing for retirement. But if you think your retirement needs deserve more attention, I agree. And I'd like to help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Lee Colvin. Together, we can give your long-term retirement strategy the attention that it deserves. Stop by our office in the Public Shopping Center on South Rutherford Boulevard or give us a call at 615-907-7056. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Carpets Bosman offering all types of flooring, woods, carpets, tiles, laminates, and more. I'm Brad Bug. And I'm Heather Guerin. Inviting you to let Carpets Bosman renew your home or office. If you're thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom, come see us at Carpets by Osborne. Phone number is 615-890-7632. Visit our spacious showroom at 1402 Northwest Broad Street. Or we are happy to come to you. Parmesan, Asiago, and fresh mozzarella. All this cheesing is rather pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Tastes like a million bucks. The Pepperoni Cheezer Cheezer at Little Caesars. Little Caesars just introduced crazy bread stuffed with melted cheese. Don't do it! It's too crazy! New stuffed crazy bread with crazy sauce. Oh, it's crazy. On Memorial Boulevard, Warrior Drive, Franklin Road, and Rutherford Boulevard. Pizza, pizza. Parks Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Parks Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance takes great pride in treating local athletes here in Rutherford County. Experts in joint, bones, and muscles. And with over 65 specialists, TOA has a playbook to get you back in the game. To request an appointment, visit toa.com or call 855-NEED-TOA. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance, TOA. Live your best life. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Welcome back here to Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. And uh, I want to talk, we're going to continue the conversation about the COVID situation, but 
uh, and not only it's affecting some basketball, but it's gonna it's already affected football as we are well aware. And last week, Brian, it was a really uh, weird um, thing that happened uh, with McMahon and. Uh, uh, Dobbins Bennett. Yeah, you know, and uh, it, it's really unfortunate. The the teams are out there warming up, getting ready to play, and all of a sudden there was information about COVID and a and a player, and you know the teams go to the locker room, they send the fans home, and they don't play the game. And I don't know all the ins and outs of of how that all really went, but it turns out from what I understand that it was a a player who had a positive test followed by some negative test, but it was upon McMinn County to get the information so they could try to play that game on Tuesday. And they had a deadline to get the information to the TSSAA, and it just it didn't happen. So, you know, it, it, it's a real mess, but what wound up happening, and McMinn County had a really good chance to, to win that game, and um, – and they, they played, I think it was 20-2. to two. They got beat by Maryville in the regular season. So it wasn't, you know, just a gimme, I guess. But uh, Dobbins-Bennett moves on in that. But as of right now that we know, all the, the remaining high school football teams are going to be playing. Now, that could change tomorrow. Yeah, right before game time. Yeah. And yeah. that's what happened last week. And, of course, basketball is a, a, a total mess. But um, – as of right now, football is, is, is good to go at this moment. But, uh, again, that, that could change. But um, I don't know. That that would just be really tough and have it to come down to an administrative thing. I, I wish they would have either been able to play or it was clear that they shouldn't have played that game. But it's it's part of COVID, and TSSAA had to deal with that. So, Well, we talk about that, and then we've got a matchup we haven't had in a while, the Oakland-Riverdale game tomorrow night. Uh, and which I'm I'm looking for it to be a really good game. I, I really do. And um, Rod, uh, you, let's talk about Oakland first of all. Uh, they have escaped for the most part uh, the COVID situation. The they do have a few knocks and dings and knocks uh, with them, and so I'm sure Riverdale does as well. But uh, is the is the main missing thing here is. We, the last time they played, Holcomb did not play. He's going to play in this one. Is that kind of the um, unknown factor here? Well, that is a, a factor that you really have to consider because that does make them more of a dual threat, both running and passing, where uh, with Hewitt, who did a good job, was basically a run game. So if you have to – if you mix in a good passing game with a running game, it's much harder to defend. So that this is probably – I think the last several years, this is going to be the best matchup we've had uh, in the uh, finals of the regions. I think Oakland has been farther ahead than they are Riverdale this year. So this is something to look forward to. And th- things go right. Riverdale has the team that can win the game. Their their defense especially has really stepped up. They had shut out. And then uh, they, they didn't give any up points up. The main defense didn't give them up, but they gave up uh, two touchdowns on special teams, which is something they're going to have to really shore up because when you really break down the game, you're going to have offense, defense, and special teams. Those three factors have to be considered. Clark, how concerned you are about special team play because it was not a highlight for Riverdale last week. It was not. Uh, they did not uh, do well. And you would think sometimes that's what Oakland has that Riverdale doesn't. You know, uh, Trey Turk can put in the end zone every time. And for high school, that's a huge weapon, knowing that, you know, you're not going to worry about runbacks because, you know, at the high school level, we, you do see uh, more chances for returns just because of uh, kids not being as disciplined, staying in their lanes, which is what happened in Riverdale. It was like the parting of the Red Sea both times. I mean, I couldn't even send you all the score the update fast enough before it was changing because – they returned those two for a touchdown. So, uh, you know, that's a plus for Oakland again this week, the kicking game. And we know what Oakland speed can do. So, I mean, if you can't kick it through the end zone, I'm putting I'm putting Oakland to 35 every time. That's worst-case scenario. The um, Battle of the Borough, uh, of course, is a, a storied rivalry between the two. 
But I think it's interesting to note in this series, which is the oldest in Murfreesboro, that the first meeting in the playoffs between the two teams was in 1998. And um, there have only been five meetings. This will be the sixth playoff meeting between the two. Riverdale holds a 3-2 to two edge uh, in the playoff series. Uh, but the last time, Oakland won pretty big in 2015, 54-7. But, um, you know, that's, it, it, I, I just think that that's a pretty fascinating thing that uh, they haven't met in the playoffs, although I know the playoff, the way it was done, was kind of changed in the, um, the, the mid-'90s. But, you know, Coach Creasy said, Rod, you kind of throw out the, the records in a playoff game when you play somebody a second time, and they can't be lulled into looking at that 30-7 to win that they had in the regular season thinking that it's going to happen again. Well, that, <clears throat> being the loser uh, in a previous matchup that went in the big playoffs is usually advantage for <clears throat> excuse me, motivation. And uh, so this is going to help there. Creasy's big job is to – to make sure his kids are aware that you can't depend on what happened last time. Every game is a different game. And this team is, and then they have more to play for. And so Riverdale will be more dangerous than they were the first game. And, and then, when they, then you add in Holcomb being in there too. That even adds to it. And then you have, now we found out a little new wrinkle where you can use your tight end as a, a second passer in a play with you lateral back. A line of scrimmage and it can be effective so there's a lot more things to prepare for now than you had before and clark you talk about uh, oakland speed one thing riverdale has they have seen them before and they have kind of been able to acclimate to their to the speed that oakland has which i think is a big factor in this game uh, tomorrow it's not it's not something new they know what to expect because it can be a whirlwind when you see oakland for the first time it, the speed wise definitely and i think that's what you know, the question mark for Riverdale is how healthy the defensive line is. Uh, they got dinged up pretty good last week uh, at Hendersonville, so hopefully they'll be at full strength. And, and Rob made a good point, and I actually talked to uh, Kelly Holcomb right after the game, and I said, I said, Kelly, did you set that play up? Because right before it happened, he ran a sweep to the right, and I thought, that kid, if he could throw it, that would be a wide-open touchdown. And the next play, he pulled that play with Hewitt, where uh, he threw it back to Hewitt for the touchdown. And I said, Kelly, did you set that up? He just smiled. He wasn't saying anything. So, yeah, good wrinkle that he threw in there. He said, we have been practicing a couple plays. That's all he would say. And I'm sure there's always a wrinkle in everybody's offense uh, during playoff time, something that they may never have seen before. But, Rod, they've practiced it, I'm I'm sure, a thousand times uh, just for a playoff situation. Right. And – uh, the drop of the of the lateral probably was the best thing that could happen because it froze the defense. The defensive backs covering Johnson, they just kind of froze, started to come up. He picked it up, and kudos to Hewitt because if you haven't been told to do that and then you haven't practiced it, you you might panic when you drop the ball. But he was able to come up calmly and get the pass off, and uh, you know nobody was within 20 yards of Johnson. Uh, so it, it turned out even being better, even though there was a little bit of a mistake wrinkle in there. But if you – let's say you add two or three plays in there, right? You, you add two or three, maybe even four or five uh, wrinkles in there. You've got to execute everything that you normally do well, and you've got to hopefully hit on – if you have four new plays, you've got to hopefully hit on two or three <laughs> of those new plays uh, – you, you know, for big yardage, uh, because I mean, by this time, Clark, everybody knows everybody and, and knows their tendencies and and things. But it's those those new plays, those wrinkles right there that they they are either good or if they don't pay off, it it, it kind of makes things pretty even. Well, you know, Coach Creasy, he's not going to leave a stone unturned, and he's had plenty of conversations, and he's going to remind his players as you try to remind every team. You know, do your job, stay in your lane, stay on your side. Don't, you know, get bit on one of those plays. And, you know, Rod, Rod's right. I think if Hewitt hadn't have dropped it, I don't think they would have bit on it as much. And obviously that was not part of the play. 
And so, and of course, Oakland's got enough speed lots of times to recover uh, on the defensive side of the ball. You know, the, I, I think Clark uh, or, or Rod, that it, it is the speed of these two teams that really have them in this spot that they're in right now because uh, uh, Oakland and Riverdale obviously had the best team in 7 AAA, had, had the best teams. They finished one and two. Riverdale's ranked number three in the state. Uh, Oakland is number one with Maryville there in between. I mean, it just kind of seemed like these two teams were destined to, to play kind of on a collision course. Uh, actually, when the season started out, I, I I would have put Oak. I mean Riverdale about six, seven, but uh, they really come on and really played well. Uh, <clears throat> they're struggling a little early with their uh, pass defense. That's stepped up, and in really the last three weeks, their front seven, their defense has been outstanding. They've totally shut down uh, offenses of the last three games that they've had. Uh, so this is, and usually we think the defense wins championships. And both of these teams both have high quality defenses. Now Oakland, you know, we've been talking how great Riverdale's Riverdale's done. Oakland is uh, gave up, had a shutout in their first game in the playoffs, and then the, the starters held Mount Juliet to three. You know, and to me that was a, kind of an eye opener. I think the real eye opener. They're scoring so many points against Mount Juliet who thought they had one of their better defenses and more speed than they normally have. And because Mount Juliet is known for their defense. Well, I think one of the things for Oakland too, Clark, is they've got to prepare now for Holcomb. When the last time they played, they had to, to prepare for Hewitt. So it's, it's almost like, okay, first time we've met in some, in some cases. Well, that's true. You know, what Rupert wants to do is they want to get the running game going so you'll, you know, creep up and try to stop it. And then, you know, Jameson has just been so accurate this year. I don't know what his completion percentage is, but he's putting the ball right where his receivers can catch it, putting it on where they can, you know, catch it and keep running. And so that's that's been a plus. Uh, you know, you wonder, will Oakland try to blitz more or just sit back and try to keep everything in front of them? Well, it always comes down, fellas, uh, to me, is turnovers and who can overcome them if they do happen and who can't. And in playoffs, uh, I think if I'm Riverdale, I'm worried about uh, um, their return team uh, coming back. And I think, uh, like you said, Clark having Turk is a big, big plus in that kicking game. And uh, Riverdale will have to be in their best uh, when it comes to uh, covering kickoff returns. Well, I think you know, what you said and what we're talking about, the kicking game is so true, but like turnovers. You know, Riverdale should have put Henderson away early uh, last week, but the fumble at the one, you know, not being able to, to, to move the ball because of penalties really hurt them. And you, Coach Krasky doesn't want to say it, you just about have to play a perfect game to beat Oakland. Yeah, but I'm afraid that's what it's going to take, and uh, it's going to be uh... – a real battle of the borough, that's for sure, coming at Oakland, uh, coming up. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, you know what time it's for. It's time for Pigskin Picks as we continue with Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. People really take notice when you take the time to do something right. That's why Sir Pizza uses only the freshest ingredients in making their one-of-a-kind pizzas and specialty foods. Sir Pizza is proud to be locally owned and operated, which is why they strive for excellence in everything that they do. They live to see the smiles on the faces of each customer. I'll see you at Sir Pizza on East Main, Memorial, and South Church. Sir Pizza, you made me love pizza again. Loveless Fine Photography is the official school photographers for Blackman, Central Magnet, MTCS, PCA, Rockvale, Siegel, and Stewart's Creek. It's not the same old school photographers. We do one senior at a time. Alan says in addition to the tux or drape portraits, you'll find they'll get very creative. It's not your daddy's senior picture, let me tell you. They want to do the cool stuff, and we do it for them. View the online gallery at lovelessphotography.com. It's one-on-one all the way. Loveless Photography, 615-890-1558. If you need concrete work done, who would I call? Dan France Concrete. 
Here's why. He's local. He attended Walter Hill Elementary, Oakland, and MTSU. He served our community as a school resource officer for nine years, and he's involved in the community. This is Dan with Dan France Concrete, wishing all Rutherford County student-athletes a great season. Study hard, play harder, and be safe. Dan France Concrete is a licensed and insured residential and commercial concrete construction contractor serving Middle Tennessee. Check out danfranceconcrete.com online to see some of their work. Rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air. If your old unit needs a tune-up, the professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air service all major brands and even offer same-day service in most cases. Keep your home or business comfortable year-round. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Alsop Heating and Air, your Ring Pro Partner Heating and Cooling Contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. Online at PrenticeAlsop.com. You'll feel the difference at Jerry Potts Car Care when you walk in the door at 2420 Southgate Boulevard. It's family. I feel we offer an alternative to having to go to the dealer. That's Stacy Potts Orifice at Jerry Potts Car Care. We treat everybody with respect. We're going to fix their vehicle how we would fix our own vehicle and make it safe. And we stand behind everything. Jerry Potts Car Care just off South Church by the County School Board Office. 2420 Southgate Boulevard, 867-6622. And the Blue Raiders win again. Man, I really need to get some new MT gear. Where are you going? I thought I'd go to the bookstore. Bookstore? I thought you wanted gear. Businesses always put what they're most proud of in their name. So where do you go? Raider Tees. They have tees, polos, hats, chairs, tents, artwork, everything blue for the true Blue Raider fan. They're just off Broad Street behind Chewy's Restaurant on Ridgely Road. Raider Tees. Like us on Facebook for early notice of specials and sales. Raider Tees. Bigger, better, and go blue. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and on our iPhone and Android apps. We continue now with Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. Uh, John Dinkins, Clark Blair, Rod Edwards, Brian Barrett all here with us. And uh, we're going to do a little potpourri, a little uh, mix and match here. A little this and that. How's hmm. that? And uh, we will uh, go to our pigskin picks in just a minute. I did want to mention a couple of baseball notes. There's like 14 teams going after Marcelo Suna and Trevor Bauer and, of course, all the big spending guys. Uh, the Cardinals are not very active right up to this point. They're thinking maybe they may be uh, re, uh, reevaluating and maybe uh, saving a little money this time, Rod. Yeah, I did hear today that I think they're interested in Lindor. Well, that would be a trade, right? I think that's uh, right, yeah. Know. Yeah, he's got one year left. And I could see them Probably. going that way and then hopefully sign him after he's played a year. That would be a great pickup for sure, and they lost Colton right. Wong. They let him go, which I'm I'm having trouble understanding that. Rod, do you you want to explain that to me? Mr. I am Cardinal? too. The only thing I, I can say is money. Yeah, yeah. He he was jumping up to twelve million this year, and uh, so I, I think that basically was money. I think money may have a lot to do with some of the things that happened because of COVID last year and, and you know, not making any money and who knows what happens. I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't say yeah. anything. The Braves just played $11 million for Drew Smiley. So there you go. I don't know uh, what they're thinking there. But Clark, Trevor Bauer, I don't guess he's going to be a red, is he? He is going to the highest bidder. Yeah. And uh, I don't want him to go to New York. I don't know that he could handle that. That might not be a good situation for him. The Yankees, well, that the, is. The Mets are trying to rebuild, so I, I know you were thinking Yankees, but I think the Mets need a, a, a big name brought in. That would help them a lot. Well, you know, they got a new owner who's willing to spend a lot of money. So I've heard, I've heard uh, Asuna, Bauer, I mean uh, Springer, all the free agents they're going after is what I heard. So we'll see. Sometimes that doesn't pay off, though, does it, Rod? No. A lot of times you have to blend together, Yeah, you know, Usually, we see the team that really excels at the end of the playoffs is the team that really gets along together. Now we move over to the college football. Of course, Tennessee uh, with an off week, and uh, Jeremy Pruitt Clark says that uh, Garantino's ready. <laughs> yeah, but the fan base is not ready for him to play at Auburn. They are, if his hot seat is hot, it's going to be on fire if they lose bad to Auburn 
with Garantano at quarterback. It's just gonna, it's just going to get worse, and I'm not sure what he's what he's thinking because I think everybody's ready to throw in the season towel and let's let the kids play. Well, now you said lose big. If they lose but compete well, does that pay off? Because I would think they're not going to be favored in that game anyway. I think if they compete well, that's all we ever want is to see them improving and competing because we know where we're at right now, if you're honest with yourself as a fan. But if we go to Auburn and we get blown out and he doesn't let that kid play, it's going to get uglier if that's possible. And, you know, looking at them, if he goes with Bailey – I would think if I were him, I just I just bite the bullet and go with the kid, you know, and just uh, because that way at least you have that excuse of well, you know, he's just the first time he's played. I, I don't know. It's it's a tough situation to be in, and uh, I think Fulmer just got an extension, so yeah. that's going to be his problem. But uh, Clark mentioned John there the the fan base is for a change, so why wouldn't that kind of as a coach you thinking? Well, I've got a pass, if you will. You know, yeah. if I put this kid in, at least I've got a pass because I think most fans would be okay with that. You know, I, it would make it a little easier to pull the string, I would think. Uh, I'm thinking uh, that that would be exactly what I would do, but uh, Clark, I'm not the head coach. Well, obviously, everybody thinks so, but the head coach, from what I understand. And uh, Rod, we're talking MTSU going to Troy. Uh, doesn't get any easier for the Blue Raiders. No, uh, Troy is a, a quality team. We saw that when they were here earlier this year. And um, it's going to be tough, and uh, Troy especially. You know, they, they played decent, though, last week, um, uh, Rod, uh, against yes. ranked uh, Marshall, Marshall mm-hmm. on the road. Yeah, in fact, they had a good game plan. I mean, they were trying to put stop a really good running back. Put pressure on the freshman quarterback. Maybe he pulled. The only thing was he didn't fold. He was, he just got better. Yeah. But you know the plan was good. The kid just outperformed what they expected. Well, I guess it's time now, without any further delay, to talk about pigskin picks with our commissioner, who is back. And uh, by the way, thank you, uh, Brian, assistant commissioner, for filling in last week. I'm always at the ready. Yeoman's job. It was it was it was amazing. Uh, all you had to do was read Clark's stuff. Uh, and uh, but I think Clark had made an error in one of his. I don't want to bring it up, but you know I think he did make an error, and you corrected it for him. You know that's what a that's what a good uh, commissioner emeritus does is just make sure that everything's on the up and up, and and not throw people under the bus like you just did. But that's okay. Well, he had he had a he had a rough week. Yes. So we we excuse that, and uh, let's go over the standings as we go to pigskin picks and our commissioner, what's his name, Clark Blair. Well, and I, let me start first. Brian was kind. It was mistakes with an S, not mistake. So thank you for that. The bus is just really bigger than it needs to roll over me. <laughs> I can almost repeat what I say every week. We've got Brian in first place, one game ahead of John, who is waiting like, I'm not sure if you say a snake in the grass. Maybe that wouldn't be the appropriate thing. Waiting to pounce, as he says, on, on Brian. Uh, Rod and I are just having a good old time, just hanging on for the ride. So, uh, could, I, could I say yes. something here, Commissioner? There was a week that was thrown out. Understand? So when he, if he wins this thing, he wins it outright. I actually had one game. I won a game on him that week, but it was thrown out. And out of the goodness of my heart, and uh, and fair play, and the kind of guy that I am, I allowed him. To just throw those games, those those games out. So during the fall break week, and I had won a game, I'd picked up a game on him. But I'm not bitter or anything like that. Just uh, I'm just sad that that happened. Okay, now you, you can go. No, I'm you good. Noted. I noted. noted that I yes yes. I, it right. should be a tie here, but but it's okay. It's okay. Well, you've got time to make your move, and I'm gonna start. Normally we start high school. I'm gonna end with high school. Let's start pros, and if you want to talk a little Titans on the way, the Titans, who are now out of the playoffs right now in ninth place, head to the 6-3 and three Ravens, who lost last week but are in the playoffs. Brian? This has, this has been you – know, the season started off, and the, and the Titans got everybody high hopes and all, but it, it's almost like we've reverted back 
to the way the Titans have inconsistently played uh, up until second half of the season last year. They started off great, and it's just been so Jekyll and Hyde and up and down and really disappointed in that Cincinnati game. Uh, you know, they just didn't play well. I think they've got some holes. Um, I, I, I just don't know what the answer is there uh, and what's going on. And you kind of feel like Baltimore – they probably are, are, are looking at a little revenge factor there. Very close line on this particular game. Um, being at home gives Baltimore a little bit of an edge. I, th- I think it's going to be very close, and I, I think it's a pick game. So I'm going to go with the home team and go with the Ravens just because they're at home. Well, as much as I would love to pick against you in this game, I still have one more week left, hopefully. And, yeah, I should have one more week left. And I just think they losing Taylor Lewan has been the biggest blow to the, to the Titans that, that, uh, has, been, that has happened. Uh, I think we underestimated how really good he is, but that's why they paid him so much money uh, a year ago. And with him out, I think they're a little different ball club. I'm going with Baltimore in a revenge game. All right, Rod. Okay, uh, John, I think you hit on something there about Taylor Lewan. I just happened to be hearing a scout they were talking on, and he said that the Titans, Pennyhill uh, was good at getting the second, third option. The trouble is they now have to, because t- he's out, and then Saffold's been hurt last couple of weeks. He's been in and out of the lineup, so he's hurting. That left side that they've had to leave uh, tight ends in or – uh, receivers in to help block so he didn't have some of those second, thir- uh, third, and fourth options that he was really good at. And uh, it's kind of limited. And then it means that uh, you have to beat guys one on one because you're out, you know, you're not, you don't have anybody really advantage then. So uh, they've really struggled that part of it. And their special teams have been a disaster. And the defense you can't get off the field. So their offense could was enough to carry them past those things, but it can't do it right now. So he's uh, picking, he's picking Baltimore. Ravens. All right. Well, as as unfortunate as part of my week was last week, I was in Nissan Stadium. It is Nissan Stadium, I think, right now. Yes. I was there Thursday night uh, with my son and enjoyed the first part of the game, but. The defense is basically horrible as far as I'm concerned from what I watched live. And Rod's exactly right. They were having to get extra help on the line, which limits you offensively. So I just feel like the the Ravens just have this game right where they want the Titans. All right, going to college. We've got the Florida Gators and the Chomp coming to winless Vanderbilt. Uh, I hope we don't have to talk too much about, <laughs> about this one. I, I, I feel sorry for Vanderbilt. They've had so many things go wrong and and dealing with COVID and, and this particular year and Mason's on the hot seat again and it's it's just not been a good year uh, for the Vanderbilt Commodores and then here comes Florida. So uh, I'm going to have to go with the Gators in this one. I like Vanderbilt's quarterback, though. That kid, that kid's got promise, I think. And uh, they played Kentucky pretty tight, but I'm going with Florida. Rod? Okay, uh, Florida, I tell you, that quarterback, he's probably one of the most impressive quarterbacks in the SEC this year. And uh, they may be giving trouble for Bama, or they may have, may have a good shot in getting to the final to play Bama. And uh, so I would go with Florida. Yeah, it's going to get ugly down there on West End Saturday for, for Vanderbilt. I'm going Florida as well. Tennessee travels down to Auburn. They've played, not played, and you can take that either way you want, whether it's actually having games or playing on the field. So uh, a tough road trip, but Tennessee played last time well down the plains. They did, uh, but, man – this year has not been favorable for the Tennessee Vols in terms of their schedule either. Playing an all-SEC schedule made it that much tougher. Uh, you had the COVID breaks here, and, uh, you know, I, I think you can almost say the same thing you said about Vandy for Tennessee and, and with quarterback issues and, and such. I, I just hope they play better 
but I think it's going to be the uh, Auburn Tigers that win this one. Got to have production out of the quarterback position for uh, Tennessee. I'm going with Auburn. You're right, John. They do, and this year, this week, uh, coach is going to get quant- uh, their quarterback pumped up, and he's going to come back like he did last year. And we're going to have a big upset. That's twice you've uh, agreed with me in this whole hour, Rod. I'm 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 really excited. Wow, he's going <laughs> Tennessee, and I'd love to go to Tennessee, but and it's not like I need a game or anything. I'm just disappointed in their play, so I'm going with Auburn. Uh, we've mentioned a little bit about middle. Heading on the road to Troy, who I believe it was 47-14 last time out. Yeah, and that was at home. This one's this one's going the other way uh, on the road. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Troy in this one over our Blue Raiders. I'll go with Troy. Okay, I'll go with Blue Raiders. Wow. I'm going to make my move. I'm going to move back behind the park. <laughs> You're supposed to try to move the other way. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting tired of being stagnant. <laughs> well, I'd love to say middle, but I can't do it going with Troy. And our short slate this week, game five, we're going back now finally to the high school WGNS game of the week, obviously. A sold out Oakland with Riverdale driving across the way. Well, I'm going to go with um, – Kind of what what John said. I think they're they're the team to beat until they're beaten. So I, I think with that mantra, I'm going to go Oakland Patriots. I'm going with Oakland. It'll be a close game. I'm going with Oakland. I think Oakland has, as we mentioned earlier, has the superior special teams and they've got more speed. And you guys did a great job of broadcasting the game. I got to listen to it last week. And way your description, it sounds like James is really taking his game to another notch. Uh, sound very impressive. Do y'all think that was the case in his his part? Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Had 120 yards in the first first uh, half in that game, so uh, he he's I been saw playing him well like early in the season. And I think he wasn't that much better than Patterson, but it sounds like he he's uh, shown a different level now. So I'll have to go with Oakland. All right. If Riverdale can hold Oakland under 200 yards rushing, I think they can beat them. And so my wife probably is not listening because she's getting ready for a basketball game tonight. But I'm going to go with the Warriors just see what happens. Well, we would have told her anyway if you'd have gone the other way. <laughs> so it, it didn't really matter. All right. Is that it? That's it. That's All right. It. That's the week. We'll be right back. Jay Mullins, Jewelry and Gifts on West Murfield Boulevard. Here with Jeff Mullins and Brian Watson talking about the Reactor Watch. Probably one of the most awesome watches you'll ever run across. We do have the exclusive right here in the Middle Tennessee area. All the reactors contain the superluminova illumination on the dial markings and the hands. You can see it in the middle of the night whenever you're out hunting, fishing, or whatever you may be doing in it. There are products second to none. Jay Mullins Jewelry, 352 West Northville Boulevard, between Memorial and Sulphur Springs. Middle Tennessee Christian School, training for eternity. We're going to be educational institutions that teach Bible every day. Every subject we teach, we're going to teach through a biblical perspective. In every aspect of our school, we're going to do it through a Christian perspective. MTCS President Matt Tiller. That also means that everything we do, we have to be excellent. We feel like Christ calls us to excellence. And so that means we have to be excellent academically. That means we have to be excellent athletically because that's what God calls us to. It's a great place to be. Invest in your child's future in an environment that fosters Christ-centered values. To find out more, visit mtcscougars.org. This is Steve Martin at Steve Martin Construction. From the plan, design to build, we know that your biggest investment is your home. At Steve Martin Construction, we'll spend as much time as needed to ensure your custom design home is exactly what you need and want. Give me a call at 904-9639 and see some of our work online at stevemartinconstruction.com. I can guarantee every detail will exceed your expectation. Steve Martin Construction, 904-9639. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Jeannie Allman. Give me a call at 615-896-2013. With discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me 
help you save by combining your home and auto. We're just encouraging everybody on these cold mornings to get on the My MTEMC app. Amy Byers. And track your usage. You can see on very cold mornings what that does to your electric bill. And you put that thermostat down as low as you can comfortably. And if you can keep it at 68 degrees, that'll save you money. To a lot of people, that might be cold, but, you know, bundle up and keep that thermostat low, and you'll really see the difference on your electric bill. Get on the My MTEMC app. From the pit to the plate, Rick's Barbecue is serving up the best meats in Murfreesboro. You just say Rick's, and it means barbecue. That's Mike Lanning at Rick's Barbecue. Just one chance to eat it. I think you'll come back consistently all the time. And you've got to try that loaded baked potato. We get a lot of compliments on our potatoes. They're loaded down with butter and sour cream and cheese, bacon bits, and loaded with whatever choice of meat you want, beef, ham, pork, or chicken. Rick's Barbecue on Warrior Drive just off South Church Street. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. All right, that's going to wrap up this uh, week's portion of uh, Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. I want to thank Clark Blair and Rod Edwards and, of course, Brian Barrett. And, Brian, we've got Riverdale, Oakland uh, tomorrow night. And uh, tell us a time, place, where, what we're going to do. 6 o'clock tomorrow night, our pregame show, uh, and then 6.30 with uh, you guys, and then 7 o'clock kickoff here on State Farm Prep Sports. Saturday morning, we've got uh, the two football coaches up first, and then we're talking girls basketball, 12 interviews on Saturday morning, so a big show coming up on Saturday. Middle Tennessee football at 1 o'clock as they uh, travel to Troy. That's what's coming up the next few days sports-wise. All right, Clark, Rod, we'll see you tomorrow for the countdown to kickoff. Brian, talk to you tomorrow as well. Yes, and see you in the morning. That's Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees.